What leaders say matter in terms of people's confidence and things they're not sure about. And one of those areas, you saw what happened with regard to uh, um, the, uh, the crisis, health crisis we had that cost us, lost well over a million people. And as time began to move on, you had more and more voices saying, no, 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 you don't need to get that shot. You don't need it. You don't need to. And we have a, a new strain of COVID now, and we have answers for it. But I just would urge those in public life and both political parties and no political parties to be cautious about sometimes inflammatory things you say about this because people's lives are safe. hi Ninja. Friends, countrymen, and those that somehow stayed awake during the GOP debate, lend me your ears so I can welcome you back to the dojo. Can somebody give me a hi? So I promise this is not going to be an episode about the GOP debate, but did you watch it? it? It was on Wednesday. No, you didn't watch it? Well, you're not the only one, and you didn't miss anything. I caught like half of it. I, I missed the first... 30 minutes and it seemed like they were going to commercial break all the time. It was a really poor debate, but the the point of me bringing it up is all these people suck. You suck. Like for real, like literally even Vivek and Ron DeSantis really disappointed, but they didn't stand out. Nobody has anything to say. Nobody was talking about anything that really matters that people care about. I mean, it was really bad. And the worst part is Donald Trump isn't there because he's going to get the nomination and everybody knows it. So this is like watching a bunch of kids with Down syndrome argue about who's the smartest. You see what I'm getting at there? Like, who's going to be the first loser is what they're arguing over. So it was really sad. But this part, I I have to play this because I'm wondering if Donald Trump is right about this guy. I'm talking about Ron DeSantis. He did great things in Florida and continues to do great things in Florida. At least that's the way it's been presented. And people that live in Florida seem to be pretty happy with him. So I think he what he could do in Florida, he could do for, for the country. But then he does stuff and says stuff. And I'm like, what are you thinking? And it makes me think that maybe he's not quite ready for the big dance yet. And I hate to say it. And I didn't think Ron DeSantis shouldn't have ran this year. He knew that Donald Trump was going to be the nominee. He should have waited. Like this was not a good thing for America for him to run. But anyway, listen to what he said. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend his record where they added 7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. I'm Joe Biden and I approve this message. Now, of course, that is not an actual Joe Biden campaign ad. But it's what you have to look forward to because Joe Biden's going to bring it up on the debate stage. Uh, Joe Biden is going to probably put this in ads or some of his packs are going to put this in ads. Ron DeSantis blaming Donald Trump for inflation. Great job, Ron. But as I was saying, this is not going to be an episode about the GOP debate. 
This episode is going to be kind of about what you heard old Grandpa Joe, old chief shits his pants in front of the Pope Biden talk about at the beginning of this episode. The, the clip at the beginning of this was a recent press conference, and he's making the point that, ah, old Bill, you got to be careful what you say, because if you know, there were a lot of people saying don't take the jab. Well, as it turns out, uh, Joe, those people that were saying don't take the jab, they probably saved lives. As it turns out, pretty much everything concerning the vaccine coming from Joe Biden was dead wrong. Literally. You are literally too stupid to insult. So as I read this, I want you to keep Joe Biden's statements in mind from the beginning of the show. I want you to go back in time in your mind and remember that press conference he had where he told us that he was mandating it for the, for the country and asking private employers to mandate it for people. I want you to keep that in mind as I read this new scientific study. Now, don't worry. Long enough time goes by since this is anti the COVID vaccine. Moderna, Pfizer, all these country uh, companies will do everything they can to get these guys black blackballed uh, to get this discredited, but you really can't argue with numbers. And that's what this is all about. So I found this very interesting and I think it's something you need to know because they're going to try a repeat. I think they're going to try to do the same thing again and roll out vaccines and you're going to have to take them to go to the movies and, and to have your job. So you need to be informed so that you can inform your employer about this if it comes up again. You need to be informed because your doctor might not be informed. So the headline here is study finds causal link between COVID vaccines and mortality, confirming one death for every 800 jabs. Now, my big problem with a lot of these studies, and there's been studies that have come out and, and said, you know, oh, we've seen an increase in myochondriitis, whatever the heart issue. And the, the big problem we have is, is that we don't have a control group, right? So we don't really know if we can prove causality. We can't say it's a direct result of you getting the shot that you develop this heart issue because it could be a direct result of your genetics. It could be a direct result of you having COVID at some point. So that's the big issue with a lot of these studies, but they kind of address it in a cool way in this with numbers. So bear with me here, but this is very important information. And again, that was confirming one death for every 800 jabs, not 800 people. People that got the jab. Okay. This is every 800 doses of this killed somebody. So let, let's hear what it has to say. From Natural News, a new report has estimated that COVID-19 vaccines averaged one death for every 800 injections around the world across all age groups. And that's scary because a lot of parents gave this to their kids. Not because they think it was going to protect their children. I think maybe some people thought that, but for them, it was like marking them, marking them as part of the woke cult. Excuse me, are y'all with the cult? We're not a cult. We're an organization that promotes love. And yeah, this is it. Anyway, so it says this is according to statistical analysis of mortality data from a range of southern hemisphere and I can't say this word very well equatorial countries so countries that are around the equator 
It was carried out by the Coalition Research in Public Interest, which is based in Canada under the leadership of the University of Ottawa. The researchers estimated that around 17 million people died following the rollout of the vaccine, and with 13.5 billion injections provided during the study period, it averages out to one death for every 800 doses. That is pretty scary stuff. It takes it even one step further and considers that 677 million doses that were administered in America would mean that nearly 850,000 Americans died from the shot. Wow. However, the researchers concede that the average could be lower in the U.S. because the study's focus was on the Southern Hemisphere, essentially. These were um, where more AstraZeneca shots were given to some people, and those were proven to be toxic and bad, and they were withdrawn off the market. So that could kind of swing the average a little bit because we didn't have that big of a problem in the United States with that. But why did they just do the Southern Hemisphere? They do that because they want to avoid seasonally issues. So in some areas when it's winter time or most areas when it's winter time and cold, you see an increase in seasonal illness that can lead to death. So that can kind of skew things. So they either do it just where in countries where they had a vaccine rollout during the summer or they look at places where there isn't fluctuation, where it's going to be like San Diego, 75 and sunny all year round. That's kind of the, the control. So it says, however, the one in 800 figure is just an average. The risk of fatal toxicity per injection rose dramatically with age. Huh. As a result, the researchers recommend that governments immediately end the baseless public policy of prioritizing elderly residents for injection with COVID-19 vaccines until valid risk-benefit analyses are made. Basically, they're saying, hey... Deciding to give it, give this to old people for some reason, that's the group we're choosing because they have a more compromised immune system is not a good idea. It's going to kill more of them. I wonder how many seniors we lost, not as a result of COVID. We were told it was because of COVID because that's what they thought, but it was actually because they got the vaccine and then they got the booster and then they got another booster. That's a good question. So the countries that they studied were Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, Thailand, the Philippines, Brazil, Colombia, and Argentina. It says taken together, the nation's studies represent just over 9% of the world's population and over 10% of global vaccination. So this new research study shows uh, analysis and graphs that demonstrate a temporal relationship between the vaccines and spikes in mortality from all causes in each of those nations. It's important to note that more than half of the countries studied did not have a detectable rise in all-cause mortality following the World Health Organization's global pandemic declaration in March of 2020. It was only when the vaccine vaccines and boosters were rolled out that things took a turn for the worst. The researchers said that after their previous research showed an association between all-cause mortality spikes and mass vaccination in the U.S., Canada, Israel, and in India, they decided to look at other countries for which similar data was available to, to determine if they experienced the same type of synchronicity. 
They did. Bullshit. Not good. Interestingly, the paper reported that nine out of the 17 countries examined did not experience detectable excess mortality in the year between the time the pandemic was first announced and that country's first vaccine rollout. In other words, the Philippines, Singapore, New Zealand, Australia, Malaysia, Uruguay, Paraguay, and Thailand only saw excess mortality after their vaccines were rolled out. The authors believe that the evidence they gathered points to a causal link between the shots and the high mortality rates, citing studies exploring vaccine-induced pathologies, payouts from vaccine injury compensation programs, and autopsy studies. And this is my favorite part here, the end of the article, where they kind of used numbers to dispel everything. They said they also discounted some common alternative explanations, that's in quotation marks, that have been put forth by those who cannot accept the link between vaccines and mortality, such as the changes being due to heat waves, conflicts, earthquakes, and the emergence of COVID variants. So this data has been shown to people before and they blame it on something else. They go, well, it's probably due to the, there was an earthquake in that area, killed a bunch of people. That explains that. Oh, there's been war in this area. That's why you have more deaths. It has nothing to do with the vaccination whatsoever. However, the researchers fire back and they say, well, if vaccines prevented transmission, infection, or serious illness, then there should be a decrease in mortality following vaccine rollouts, not increases. You're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Tonight, President Biden testing positive for COVID-19 yet again. Boom. Drop mic. If the vaccine did what they said it did, if it prevented you from getting COVID, it prevented you from giving COVID to someone else, it prevented you from getting a serious illness that would, that would you know, keep you out of the hospital and keep you from dying, if that was the case, immediately after a vaccine rollout, we should see a decrease in mortality. COVID's not killing as many people anymore. But that's not what we're seeing. We're seeing an increase in mortality post rollout. So you have a time after the pandemic is announced in their country, the World Health Organization, okay, this is basically the Vatican for the woke cult, they declare there's enough COVID in this country to say the pandemic is there. So they declare the pandemic in that country and then there's a certain space of amount of time where they don't have vaccines and there's a mortality rate and then there's the mortality rate post-vaccination and guess what? More people died. So best case scenario, that means that the shots just weren't working. They weren't doing what people thought it would do, so they were more confident and they took less precautionary measures. They they didn't, you know, stay inside their houses as much. They didn't wear you know N95 mask as much. Whatever it was, they felt they were bulletproof because of a vaccine that didn't work. That explains why they went out, they got sick, and more people died. That's the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is it did both. It gave people that confidence, so more people went out and died because of that, and then it actually killed people as well. So, I I mean, that's your correlation right there, unless there's another factor out there that we don't know about, like some kind of like invisible dust 
descended upon planet Earth at the same time, and that would be the the other thing that could be causing the increase in mortality. Because again, if nothing else, the increase in mortality proves the vaccines don't work. They weren't doing anything. So keep this study in mind, print it out, and hand it to your employer. Hand it to them. If they say you're going to have to take the new version of the shot or whatever it is and say there is a one in 800 chance this is going to kill me. You're going to make me take this. And if they say yes, do a few things. Start out by saying no, then sue them, then watch yourself win and then quit. Because why would you want to work for someone that that didn't care that there was a one in 800 chance that the shot they're going to require you to get that absolutely has no data to support it does anything but kill people at this point. That shot is going to be required for you to work for them. Uh uh-uh. There's no job that is worth your life. Unless you're like a firefighter or a police officer or you're in the military. But most jobs are not worth your life. Amen. There cannot be an increase in mortality post the vaccine rollout unless the vaccines don't work. So what do you think about that, woke parents? Are you going to give your kids the new booster? The new version? Whatever they're going to come out with next? What do you think about that, woke kids? With the elderly parents, are you going to push them to get the shot? Are you going to encourage your parents to take the COVID vaccine? And how about doctors? Are you going to prescribe this knowing that there's a 1 in 800 chance the shot you're about to give this person may kill them? Now, not immediately. Maybe it takes a week. Maybe it takes a month. Maybe it takes six months. But we know at least this doesn't work. So why take the risk if it doesn't work? Again, if it worked... Mortality rate should go down. It went up. Hey, Lauren. And speaking of going up, both my middle fingers are going up right now. Hi, gal. Info Ninja.